You're listening to Her Heart Heals Divorce Radio. Hi, I'm Christina Cuevas. Seven years ago, I went through a divorce and it completely turned my world upside down. And I'm so glad it did. I documented my healing to share information with other women going through their own divorce journey. And now, with thousands of downloads around the world from divorced women just like you, I'm here to show you how to ditch the shame around divorce and finally heal so that you can regain the confidence to create your most abundant and joyful future. I'm so glad you're here. This is Her Heart Heals Divorce Radio. If you've gone through divorce, you already know that a life event like this can leave us feeling broken and ashamed. Trust me, I can wholeheartedly relate because this was me just a few years ago. Unfortunately, most divorced women make the big mistake of thinking that time will heal this wound, spending months or years carrying this feeling of failure around everywhere they go numbing their pain, or worse, staying closed off to the idea of love again, and that's just backwards. Does this sound like you? I got you. I created a free masterclass called Divorce from Divorce Without Feeling Like a Failure. In this class, you'll discover how to actually move on after divorce so you can finally feel whole and regain your confidence without feeling like you failed. Don't wait. Click the link in the show notes to add your name to the waitlist and be the first to get notified once this class goes live. I won't be offering this for free forever though, so be sure to sign up for this limited offer. See you there. Have you ever had a day where you just feel off or maybe super tired and then you remembered, oh yeah, I'm about to start my period. Or maybe you've noticed that after your period, you seem to be in like the best mood ever. That is no coincidence, my friends. I have been implementing planning certain things around my menstrual cycle, and it's helped me not only predict my mood and energy levels, but also what to eat and when it's best to work out. There's so much we can learn from planning our life around what our body is telling us. And today, I'm ecstatic for the episode. It's our two-part series which is Living Life According to Your Cycle, featuring Dr. Michelle Rogers from Wealthy Woman. Since 2012, Michelle has been perfecting the most effective, accessible, and streamlined virtual practice for high-achieving women. As a women's health and entrepreneurship specialist, she provides a personalized blueprint, the strategy, and partnership that these women need to get the mental focus and energy required to continue to share their gifts better serve their clients, and show up even more for the people that they love. And now, on to the episode. This podcast is brought to you by Agnia Wellbeing. At Agnia Wellbeing, they bring you lovingly created wellness supplies that are eco-friendly, beautifully designed, and sourced from the highest quality natural materials. Anya is the term for your third eye chakra, and it's responsible for the link between your mind and the outer world. These products help us in our constant search of that perfect flow. I personally love their acupressure mat and pillow. 
These mats have over 5,000 specially designed spikes that activate the body's natural healing response. They relieve tension and unblock stagnant energy pathways. It's amazing for stress relief. Their therapeutic mats have been lovingly designed to be both functional and aesthetically striking. Each mat is crafted using high-quality, eco-friendly materials from the luxurious linen and cotton cover to the gold flower hypoallergenic spikes, all the way to the antibacterial coconut fiber filling. Check them out on Instagram at Anya Wellbeing, spelled A-J-N-A-W-E-L-L-B-E-I-N-G, and you can also purchase their mats from Amazon. Check out the link in the show notes to purchase yours. And if anything, um, so if like I have dogs, but they're outside, but same thing, like that kind of happens sometimes with me, like something will happen. So I'll just, if you hear something on your end that you're like, oh my God, please, <laughs> can we redo that? No, yeah, let me know. same but thing. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be around. <laughs> All good. No, yeah, I have my two here and then my vocal one he's put away in his crate because he's the one that always tests me. I have this dog. And he, he throws these tantrums and he always wants me to pay attention to him. And so lately what he's been doing is he'll go out and we have a, uh, I think it's a, it's the tree that drops those, like those gumballs that they're like spicy. Yeah. Yeah. So he loves to eat them and he will go out and bring them in and make me chase them around the house until I get it out of his mouth and then he'll go back outside as soon as I stop paying attention to him (laughs) anywho (laughs) but thank you so much for being on I um I am so excited I have been following your page for a while now and love the work that you're doing I love your energy and everything you bring to the space so thank you so much for being on Oh, thank you so much. I'm super, super, super excited to speak with your audience. <laughs> awesome. Well, I wanted to have you on as an expert to help me dissect something that has been kind of brewing in my mind for a while now, and that's the lovely world of hormone cycles. <laughs> mm. And I know that you know, we can't necessarily predict how we're going to feel because obviously experiences and things like that take a toll and and all of that. But I kind of feel like you can predict an overall uh, emotional week of maybe Mm. a sense of how you're feeling. And I kind of noticed that because I started writing down what my general feeling was for that day. And I did it for about three months and I would look back and I would notice these patterns like, Oh, you know, this week I kind of felt like I could do anything. And so, and maybe this week I felt like I just wanted to like start a fight with everybody and that came (laughs) across my way. And so I started to plan a lot of my Uh, my life around how I knew I was feeling. So like the projects that I was working on, I usually did them the the week right after my period was usually when I felt my best and my most confident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I would always plan on doing it that week. Um, Can you, I guess, 
kind of introduce all of that? I know that was kind of like a lot, but yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like obviously person to person, there's definitely going to be some individualized nuances and things like that. But we, you know, the first step I think is really tracking your cycle. Like if, if women aren't already tracking their cycle. I think that that's really the first part because knowing where you're at is a really empowering place to be because then, like you said, you can sort of start mapping things out and sort of planning things accordingly or at least mm, like physiologically justifying or physiologically sort of rationalizing how you're feeling or what you're going through, whether it be mentally, emotionally, or physically. So um, for sure. Um, and I would say, you know, with the types of women that, you know, you speak to in your audience, you know, these are, you know, women who are high achievers, I assume, right? And, you know, yeah. having a grasp on our health and having that empowered position is is something that we can really take advantage of and use you know in in a way to push our you know businesses lives relationships forward um, in a really effective way that also is in flow with where we're at um, you know with my background like health is literally our foundation and our ceiling and so you know if we've got a great foundation awesome but you know we need to be able to push our health forward in a sense and understand our health to the fullest extent so that we can actually push through ceilings and get past certain barriers in other areas of our life. So like as far as our cycle goes, like this should be our foundation, right? So like when we think of, um, I, I have a strong background in Chinese medicine. And so from a broad perspective, I sort of split our cycle into the first half and the second half. And in that sense, we've got the first half, which is more yin energy. So that sort of real feminine flow, like uh, cooling, um, relaxing energy, whereas the second half is more yang, which is more masculine, more active, more moving, more warming, if that makes sense. Does that generally make sense? Yeah, totally. So, so, so then instead we, of breaking <laughs> it up into like four weeks, it, you just break it up in half. No, so I'm going to definitely break it down. We're going to break it down to four weeks, but just a general okay. oh, okay. broad oh, overview. Cool. Okay. Yeah, broad overview. I like looking at it like that. So you can kind of be like, okay, cool. I'm in the first half of my cycle or I'm in the second half of my cycle because that is the generalized sort of energy around those two um, parts of our cycle. So if we go to the first part, the, the yin part, the week, week one, basically day one is the day that we start bleeding. So that's the day that our flow happens. And if you use that word, if you tap into that word flow, that really defines that first week for us. So we have creative wow. flow. We have emotional flow. We are literally shedding the lining of our uterus, but we are also in an amazing position to shed the other crap too. So mental, emotional crap that we're dealing with, anything that we have held on to maybe the previous month, we can literally let that flow. And so our first week, that's the perfect time to do like a little ritual, a little ceremony around letting things out. It's a great time to like work on creative projects, whether it's writing, art, like painting, music, whatever that is. It's the perfect time for that. 
So just having that overall sense of letting things flow. But you'll also notice, I don't know if you've noticed in your cycle, you know, we can tend to be more sensitive, right? Whether that's intuition yeah. or mentally, emotionally, physically, like we are more sort of sensitive and re reactive or responsive. So it's a really yeah. good time to like chill out and relax and listen to soothing music, you know, maybe get a massage, you know, like really nourish your body in that time too. Um, as far as I know you mentioned, you know, like foods and movement was something you wanted to address too. So like that first week, you know, we kind of want those warming, nourishing foods. So think of like, uh, like home cooking, right? Like things that bring mm. comfort to us. So soups and stews and maybe teas. Um, ginger is awesome. Really nutrient dense foods, um, iron rich foods, red foods. So bringing back in that Chinese philosophy, you kind of want to, um, like, uh, emphasize what's already happening so red foods like beets and strawberries and berries and all of that really good stuff is good to focus on um and then like I said yeah with movement just you know keeping it simple like yoga tai chi qigong um definitely don't feel the need to push yourself you know like enjoy taking some downtime and do it guilt-free oh. yeah <laughs> you know? yeah wow I had, I'm, I'm just still sitting here over, I've just circled it a thousand times over your, the analogy of flow. I mean, I feel I, mm. I'm, I never thought of it that way. And that is literally mm. what it is truly. I mean, mm -hmm. it really just kind of, for me, it catapults my creative process and, and all of that. So I, I can really, really resonate. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. So a lot of so even though even though we're kind of on a on a purge um, with our mm -hmm. life, talking about mm -hmm. the physical movements and the foods that we want to take, it's going to be basically to as we're purging energetically, maybe um, and just kind of getting our body is doing its thing. We kind of want to focus on like nourishing giving back to our body as it's kind exactly. of pushing things out right okay exactly right because if you're if you're i don't want to use the word losing because it that it has like a negative connotation but we're like shedding right so we do want right. to replete those nutrients we want to replete those nutrient stores we want to provide our body with that emotional comfort as well as we're because you know as women like if we're like totally feeling vulnerable and like crafts just like pouring out of us right and we're just like processing all of this stuff that maybe we hadn't given ourselves time to process before we're gonna want that like security that comfort that reassurance and so you can think of that on a cellular level as well like providing our body with those nutrients mm -hmm. awesome yeah totally makes sense and usually I guess kind of going off of that then if that's the I guess if that is the first week or the first day starts on the first day of your mm -hmm. menstrual cycle, usually then that second week, it's kind of like, I just feel like life's easy. It's yeah, things just kind of start like the sky is more blue. Right. <laughs> I feel like Mary Poppins talking to the birds. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, right? Because you totally shed that crap, right? Like you're not carrying around 
that burden literally anymore. Like you've let it go, you've released it. And now in that week too, we're still in that yin time in like a Chinese philosophy perspective. It's pre-ovulation. Our hormones are starting to rise. We're building up that uterine lining again. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's waiting, our body's waiting to peak those hormones, which happens towards the end of week two. And so you're exactly right in that our mood is usually really good, stable, our energy feels a lot better. Um, it's a, as far as like the energy goes, uh, this is also a time when our testosterone peaks a little bit towards the end of the week. And I think that's a kind of an overlooked hormone for women, but like, yeah. you know, women tend to feel a little bit randy, right. Towards the end of week too, right. Cause we're entering ov ovulation. And so our body's like, Hey, like if we're going to, you know, <laughs> we're going to fertilize this egg, you know, we got to get you in the mood. And so we're just, we're feeling usually more in touch with our body during this week. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything that we should prioritize for this week in particular? Mm. Yeah, so I definitely love focusing on super nutrient-dense foods. Again, your body physiologically is prepping for implantation, conception, you know, making a baby. So it wants those real good nutrient-dense food, high-quality proteins, colorful foods. Um, your energy is going to be really good, like I said. So use that energy. It's the perfect time physically to really, you know, push yourself. You know, if it feels right, you can do a new exercise routine. You can push yourself with weights or with, um, you know, more rigorous exercise, basically. But this week and the third week are really good times to do that. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. and three okay and awesome so yeah it's it's important to the like more vigorous exercise exercise during this time um really helps to improve pelvic blood flow so like the whole mm -hmm. pelvic floor and that helps to nourish our follicles and all of that really good stuff so another reason why that's good speaking of pelvic um i wanted to know energetically mm -hmm. speaking i've always mm -hmm. felt that my hips are the place where I store the most energy. Like it's physically painful mm. for me. I need to open up my hip bones. And usually mm. when I'm in uh, yoga, that is the, anything that's hip opening related is what mm -hmm. gets me really emotional. Oh and yeah, so you are not, not alone. <laughs> okay, okay, wow. Yeah, so we can super, store- super, super common. Okay, so kind of like maybe we want to focus on that. Like I think our pelvic area just kind of needs some love. <laughs> Absolutely, it needs movement. So if you think about typically okay. people are stagnant, sitting, we're sitting a lot during the day, typically, unless you have right. a super active, you know, job or something like that, or you are, I don't know, mom running around. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But a lot of us are sitting at computers or, you know, doing something sitting. And that creates stagnation in the pelvic floor, because we literally are not moving. So like, for example, I sit on one of those, um, like core ball thingies. And so I mm -hmm. make sure like that, I, I literally like right now, I'm like moving my hips. Because like there's, it, it, it not only is it a stagnation of flow, but going back to like Chinese medicine again, like when we have stagnant 
uh, energy, we have stagnant blood flow, we have stagnant lymphatic flow, we have stagnant nerve conduction. And so literally things get stuck. And as women, just, I mean, if you think about just the history of women, there's so much emotion involved in our pelvic floor, whether it be shame, whether it be trauma, whether it be whatever, like, there's so much stored there. So the more you can move your pelvis through dance, through exercise, through yoga, through whatever, just regular stretching, uh, sitting on a ball and moving your hips around, all of that is so, so, so beneficial for women specifically. And, you know, when you start bringing in more energetics, like you're talking about with like the second chakra, I mean, that's the core of like our creativity, our financial abundance, our obviously reproduction, like there's so much attached to that in our second chakra as well. So it's a super, super important place that needs a lot of love. And a lot of women are like shut off from that pelvic area. Um, yeah. And sometimes, I mean, most of the time it's not conscious. It's not like a conscious decision. Like I'm going to cut off my pelvis area, but like yeah. we just happen to do that through like puberty and just like all the stuff that we've been through. And so doing simple exercises, even like putting a hand on your heart and putting a hand over your pelvis and like just focus on connecting those two with your breath or whatever can be amazing at kind of opening that up. So kind of tangent there but (laughs) no I think uh no it's so true and especially what you said about shutting it off I think we can always just sit there and think like oh I've got this ache here or oh I'm kind of feeling this here but you don't ever really think to attach it as to your whole to your entire being um yeah and so that that totally makes makes a lot of sense and I think a lot of us do that where we don't necessarily pay attention or have the correlation. Um, but that, that makes total sense. So we two and three, is that kind of like, do they kind of blend together? Somewhat, but. Want to learn more? I'm going to add a link in the show notes to the website, herheartheals.com. And there you can access all of my helpful tips, the blogs on there, and schedule a session with me. Are you on Instagram? I'd love to connect. You can follow me and my handle is at herheartheals. Hope to connect with you soon.